Three Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother, Coach Tony, is here. Tony. Hey everybody out there in T Bomb Land, what's going on, Joe? What, what do you What do you have going on today? How How you been doing? Uh, doing good, you know. Just starting off the new year, did some New Year's cleaning, and uh, you know, trying to trying to start things off on the right foot. That's kind of what we're doing too, and I, I, and we date the show when we say that. But there's there's no way around that. I don't think um, no. uh, if we're gonna say how we're doing, uh, it's almost impossible not to say things and not give people a, a hint at what time of year it is and. So if you're listening to this in August, uh, you may be confused by that, but that's because we did this show some six, seven months ago. Right. Uh, yeah, or or <laughs> if you're listening to it seven years from now. Um, but hopefully you're listening to us every week, right? Every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on your favorite podcast station. Uh, but that is the beauty. That is the beauty of podcasting. I've said this before and I'll say it again. You can these shows are are streaming forever now. So, you know, you could start this journey whenever, whenever you have time. And and you should always have time. It's about being the best you. You should always have time to be the best you. But um, you know, there's that. But let's uh, let's get into the let's get into the meat and potatoes today. Uh, I you know what's kind of weird? That's how I opened up that carnivore show uh, podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, and that's the only two times I've ever done that. And I wonder is it is it what is it is it by chance is it fate? I don't know. But um, you know, let's let's first let's let me let me just say this, Joe. Sometimes we don't realize how two different things, when combined, can be extraordinarily fantastic, right? So maybe, just maybe, take, for instance, a certain candy we all love. And yes, I'm going back again. I'm going back there again. Not so much to this candy, but to this commercial. So envision, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, two kids walking down a street toward each other. And uh, what happens? Well, one's carrying a jar of peanut butter, and the other one is carrying a chocolate bar. You know, some of you already know where I'm going with this, right? 47 years old now is this commercial, Joe. Uh, nonetheless, uh, it's not true that this is exactly when this happened. But, but the commercial, although it wasn't true, okay, happened 47 years ago. And it was the one young man walking down the street and he's he just scooping his I don't remember, I don't remember if it was his hand or if it was a spoon. I like to think it was a spoon. And he's walking down the street and he's just eating that jar of peanut butter and the other young man is eating his chocolate bar and they're in their glory, right? They're just both eating their favorite thing. And they have their heads down and what do they do? They run right into each other. When they run into each other, what happens? The chocolate bar goes into peanut butter. Half the chocolate bar stays there. I think the kid with the chocolate bar grabs the other half back out of the jar. He's got peanut butter all over it. What do they do? They both take bites out of the chocolate bars that they have now with peanut butter all over them. And I think the line was, "You're what did I can't remember what the line was." You now. got you got peanut butter on my chocolate. You got you got chocolate, chocolate on my, on my peanut, peanut butter. butter. Yes, it was. That's exactly what it yep. was. They take a bite, and all of us thought. And I'm a little angry about this. All of us thought we saw the invention of the Reese peanut butter cup right then and there, right? And that was not actually when it happened, Joe. Uh, it happened way before that. you have any idea when? Well, I'll, yes, only because I've, se- I've seen your notes. But <laughs> before this, no. And I'll tell you something. It's funny. You said this commercial was more than 47 years ago or was 47 yeah. years ago. Uh, and more I'm, than 47, I think. Okay, because I'm sitting here thinking, boy, that 47 year. But so when did this come out? Like in the in the late 40s or in the 50s? And I'm thinking, oh dear God, no, Joe, you're 47. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It came wow. out. It came out around your time. Yep, seventy four. Meaning your time to shine, your debut, <laughs> yep. uh, so to speak. But so, so looking at my notes, you would know this. You would know mm-hmm. that it was invented by the man named Harry Reese, who worked on a dairy farm. Owned by Milton Hershey. Boy, some interesting names, right? In 1928, mm-hmm. okay, in 1928 is when Reese began experimenting with combining chocolate and peanut butter mixed in cups. And then he 
kind of walked away from Milton Hershey uh, in a buyout for $23.5 million. He founded the HB Reese, or was it Reese Candy Company? And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, I believe it was Reese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you got to think about it. $23.5 million back then. I mean, you know. Yeah, back, back then was probably made him more of a uh, um, billionaire. Yeah, more of a billionaire than a yeah, millionaire. Or close, close to it, if anything. Sure. And so that is actually where two things by accident combined turned out to be gold. I mean, literally gold. And uh, to this day, I mean, I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody that doesn't mind having a Reese? Reese cup, Reese cup. I call it a Reese cup. I think we all do. Um, Reese's Reese peanut butter cup. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Reese's well, one of yeah. my favorite chocolate and peanut butter is like my, my go-to uh, those, that just those two flavors. I'll do it with protein mix. I'll do it with, uh, you know, just anything that is of those two flavors. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. And that's true. Reese's peanut butter cup, meaning it belongs to, it belongs to Harry. It's Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cup. Correct. Uh, so that's kind of interesting because at one point he put that peanut butter cup down on the table and somebody said, whose peanut butter cup is that? And they said, that's Reese's peanut butter cup. Somebody had to say that at one point. It had to start somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and don't ask me why I went there, folks, because that's exactly what was going on in my mind just now. Uh, I, I have the horrible habit of saying Reese. Uh, but it is probably Reese. Joe, you are right. Um, but, so many people that say Reese. I mean, it's not even worth it. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, and, and the point of this uh, at the beginning of this show is that sometimes mm-hmm. you could take two things. We, we did this in season one with the ketogenic diet and intermittent right. fasting. And you could possibly strike gold um, mm-hmm. with Reese – Reese's peanut butter cups, they struck gold for, I think, everybody. I don't know anybody who doesn't like them or can't admit the fact that they try not to eat them but still love them at times. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to eating lifestyles, you could sell it to hundreds of thousands, but then you have hundreds of thousands that don't like that idea. And that's why our job is to not so much sell this but to give what we know and bring it to the table and maybe possibly – have people who are interested in it get just a little more information so they have a better understanding, right? Right. And so that's why I felt this was a great lead. Uh, and, uh, and again, being very disappointed that it didn't happen in my childhood like we thought it did uh, when you were born, <laughs> so no. to speak. Yeah. Uh, but today's show, uh, as we stumble upon a different and possibly more healthy combo, if you will, right? A little more healthy combo. Mm-hmm. Again, what if we combined two different proven lifestyles of eating that, again, may work for many, but not be an option for others? And again, that's our job here. So how about we start by breaking both of them down? Uh, A recap, if you will. What is intermittent fasting? Now, folks, I'm going to say this. We're going to say a lot of things that we said on other intermittent fasting shows in season one. I believe we've done, we did at least three of them. And, and we're not going to go as far into detail as we did on those shows. What needs to happen here, if possible, Joe, are links uh, of those particular podcasts that we definitely feel that people need to go back and listen to. There's going to be several shows we're going to talk about on this one that we did before. Some of the shows just two shows ago, three shows ago, Mm -hmm. many of them last season, some 25 to 30 shows ago. And folks, you you need to go back and you need to listen to those shows if this show right here interests you. So that being said, what is intermittent fasting? Keeping it as simple as possible. It's a state of eating followed by a state of not eating. It's a fed state followed by an unfed state, or I should say an unfed state followed by a fed state. Uh, and, and I'll go, I'll go, I'll go first here, Joe. I don't know if there's anything you're going to want to add. You may or may not. And I'll say that, uh, a few points that need to be made about intermittent fasting are this, there's different ways of doing it. If you listen to those shows that we're going to put the links to, there are different styles. There's one meal a day. There's two meals a day. OMAD or TMAD. There are the 16-8, the 18-6, the 20 and 4, uh, 12 and 12, the 14 and 10, which by the way, Joe, I listened again 
to one of our podcasts where I was mentioning all these different eating lifestyles and intermittent fasting, different, different methods. Mm -hmm. And I called the one method of 14 and 12. Now, (laughs) after I added that up in my head real quick, I thought to myself, (laughs) no, that'd be 26 hour day. And I have no idea how I said that and didn't catch it. We we wish, we wish such days would exist sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not enough hours in the day. We always Mm -hmm. say, but what we're referring to when we say 16, eight, 18, six, as many of you have now, picked up on who don't know anything about intermittent fasting is they have to equal 24 hours in one day. And so 16 and eight being the most popular where it's 16 hours where you don't eat followed by eight hours of eating. And there's so many different things you have to look at in terms of what you should be eating before you fast, what you should be eating to break your fast, how you should approach the eating during your fast, how many days a week maybe you should fast depending on your eating lifestyle, depending on certain situations you may have be in. If you, are you type 2 diabetic? Are you, are, are you healthy and able to do it anyway? Can you fast for 24 straight hours? Some people do a 36-hour fast once a month. There's different ways. You've got to go listen to that show. Because this show is about combining that with something else, and we've already done shows on intermittent fasting. So with that being said, with those eating lifestyles, a lot of people ask, well, what are the benefits? What are the benefits to intermittent fasting? And again, although we've already talked about them, let's briefly update you on that. It helps, number one, with the digestive system. Okay, It helps it to rest while the rest of the body is doing everything it has to do in terms of functioning as it needs to do in order to determine or not determine, but to, to achieve metabolic wellness. Mm -hmm. It's the ability for cellular repair. So the body is going through all those processes that we've talked about before for cellular repair and metabolic wellness. And it gives the digestive system a break. And Joe, if you could remember, and folks that that follow the show on a weekly basis, when we talked about giving the digestive system a rest, I gave an example in a show a long time ago. I want everybody real quick, okay, because I think this part is very important. So let's repeat it. Think about your workday. Think about your job. I don't care if it's a job sitting in a chair or if it's a job doing landscaping all day long. All right. One being more physical, one being more mental. Not that there's not both involved in both of those jobs. Okay. But that being said, so we're, we're looking at those two types of jobs just, just for the sake of example. When you are at those jobs. I want you to try to put yourself in a position, everybody, where you are literally doing that job for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 12 months a year. Think about that. Absolutely impossible. But intermittent fasting allows that digestive system to stop that from happening. So in other words, instead of your digestive system working literally 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 12 months a year, you give it a chance to rest where it can calm down, the body does not have to concentrate on that process and can concentrate on all the other aforementioned things we talked about when it comes to metabolic wellness, when it comes to cellular repair, when it comes to your body's ability to take the energy sources that it's found and use it for other things. You have 10 other systems besides your digestive system in your body. So intermittent fasting allows for that. It allows for fat loss. It's inevitable. Fat loss is inevitable when you do intermittent fasting the right way. And again, you're drawing from two different types of energy sources here, right? You're drawing from glycogen stores and glucose. You're drawing from stored body fat. And and so we talk so much in those other shows about how when intermittent fasting, you can get away from using glucose as your primary source and using body fat, stored body fat, all right? as your primary source of fuel. And that's so important to understand. Now, obviously, weight loss is inevitable when done the right way. Is it the most important thing? It's not. Is it our most important thing? It is. It's the first thing everybody says when you ask them, what's your goal? Lose weight. That's always the first thing. Weight loss is inevitable when you follow all the other things you're supposed to follow in your journey to health and well-being. And, and again, please listen to the shows in the links that are going to be provided. Possibly when looking at studies, all right, when we're looking at a fourth benefit here, uh, when looking at studies, possibly it can help with disease prevention long term. It may be a benefit. And the reason why we mention it, because you can sit, sit here and say, well, why are you mentioning it as a benefit if it's not a proven fact? Because the research continues, but it's, it's, it's a situation, if I, could, if I could say this, where when you look at all the things 
that intermittent fasting does for you in terms of cellular repair, right? In terms of uh, metabolic wellness, it's almost like when you connect the dots, all right, A plus B equals C. It, it almost seems as if it has to be, it has to be something that in the long run will help that. And if we continue to follow the studies and follow the research that's been going on for decades and decades and decades, we will see that indeed it can help lower the percentages and control the diseases, whatever that disease may be. All right. And I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that with that. You know, Tony, let, let me add something real quick because here's yeah. something else. I know intermittent fasting is all the buzz right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been for a couple of years now. Uh, but you had brought up a point also, you know, he just said decades and decades and decades of research. And it's like, well, wait, that's something that just, just started, but it isn't. If uh, you'll hear one of the previous shows and I'll even bring it up now, this is a, a, a way of eating that people used to do um, without even giving it any thought. Five o'clock was dinner and then you didn't eat again until breakfast. Uh, you know, some 12 to 14, sometimes 16 hours later. So mm-hmm. you were, they, people were basically intermittent fasting even then. Um, and we'll, we'll get more into that as, you know, as to, um, as the show goes on here. But um, that's where we kind of get this idea that there is so much data to be studied. Um, this is the way that people have been eating for decades. Yes. You know, and, and we, we always have to throw this in there as well. Certain people need to avoid this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you're looking at people who have eating disorders, if you are, uh, if you have an eating disorder, uh, such as anorexia, right, or bulimia, mm-hmm. this would be a situation where you definitely need uh, a ton of nutrients uh, in your body. You need to approach with a doctor, with a nutritionist, uh, a lifestyle uh, that is going to allow you to consume those nutrients to get you back on track. So intermittent gut. No, I'm sorry. It can also derail them if this is somebody who's a recovering, uh, especially. Oh, a, a absolutely. Anabolic, Very good anabolic, point. Uh, anorexic. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden now they're starting to do this thing where, oh, I don't eat and I'm losing weight. And it, it's really easy to go right down that. That's a slippery slope for them. Yes. Um, the mind. Know, and so, sure, it's, it's something mind. you have to be very careful with. Yeah. And, and so you have to watch with that. So we don't recommend it at that point. We don't recommend it to our type 1 diabetics, uh, uh, people who have hypoglycemia, uh, people who are type 2 diabetic. It's not that we don't recommend it to you. It's that it, for all of you, what you need to do, and this is going to sound like a broken record, is talk to your doctor. You need to be able to explain to them that there's an eating lifestyle that I would like to undergo. There's a show I listen to, or there's there's a YouTube channel that I watch, or there are friends of mine that do this, and I've seen their results, and they're fantastic. I understand that I am, uh, for example, type 2 diabetic, but I would love to get myself off of my meds. I would love to channel myself away from type 2 diabetes, which you can do, Okay. Right. And I would like to start doing this. So as a possible doctor, I'm giving you guys an example here that instead of coming to you once a year for a wellness check or twice a year for a wellness check, can we make it once every three months, once every two months where I begin this process and I begin this journey of a different eating lifestyle and you can continue to check my A1C levels, my cholesterol, uh, things of this nature, my weight, my blood pressure, and and see if I'm going in the right direction, or if you need me to back off of something, or can I get you know can I hit it a little harder now? And, and so that's what needs to happen. Is you need to be all of us should be um, uh, watched after. I don't mean watched after. What's the word I'm looking for? All of us should be under the watchful eye of a doctor when we're we're partaking in any type of exercise or nutritional lifestyle that is different from the one that we had been doing. Um, where your body is now going to be asked to do something that it's not used to. So that, that's just, that's a given, especially as we get older, right? So, I mean, obviously that is a necessity. You have to talk to your doctor when doing intermittent fasting. So what we're doing today though here is what are we doing? We're combining it, right? Just like the Reese, there I go. Well, just like, just like Harry Reese's cup and the <laughs> chocolate bar, as I can't figure out how to go about that now, uh, when it comes to what I want to say, but, uh, you're combining two things and hoping they you're hoping for the best here. So again, the carnivore diet, just two to three shows ago, Joe and I did a show on the carnivore diet, uh, the eating lifestyle, I should say. And then the show right after that was a wonderful interview with Amber Landsman butcher, who came on professional trainer, uh, holistic trainer, uh, professor, 
uh, of exercise science, a graduate of South Carolina University, the University of South Carolina. And um, she gave an outstanding show. All you have to do is go up a couple shows to see interview with Amber Lands and Butcher. And she gave outstanding advice on that show for people who where she shows why it may be something, the carnivore diet for you. And so we're talking today about how we can combine them. But first, just like intermittent fasting, let's talk for a second about what is the carnivore diet. Let's give a recap, so to speak. It's a basic eating lifestyle that when done in its strictest of terms, and we're going to talk about that. It involves a zero-carb intake, and it's basically made up of eggs, fish, lard. You can have lard. I bet you that excited a lot of people, and meat. When we talk about fish, I believe we're talking about things such as mackerel, uh, shrimp, uh, salmon. Uh, No fruits and veggies, and we mentioned that in that show, um, if done restrictively. But – is it necessary, Joe? Is that – I mean, can, can we – I mean, what did we get from that carnivore show? Can we, Can we? you know, bend the rules a little bit? You, you know, and, and for someone who, who actually partakes in that eating lifestyle, even uh, uh, Miss uh, uh, Butcher said herself. Yes. Um, you know, that she doesn't do it to the strictest of terms but does, you know, occasionally have something small here or there. And she's not afraid to, to – she just leans towards having more of the proteins, more of the meats, more of, you know, uh, things of that nature. But yes. that's one of the very cool things here about intermittent fasting when we talk about it is you could plug any eating lifestyle into this. And we will. And, and do it. Um, and, yeah, that's that's pretty much what, we're, what, what we do. Um, you know, and so that said, uh, I think one of the things that we had talked about before – with intermittent fasting, we we brought in um, uh, keto. Yes. And if you remember with keto, you're looking at it's not no carb, it's low carb. Yes. And so in a lot of ways, well, really in the same ways, uh, we're, we're seeing how you could probably yield the same results with the carnivore diet as you would with keto in and of the fact that you're not taking as, as much glucose, you're taking in these higher proteins, whereas your body's going to rely more on the protein and the fats from those meats for a fuel source as opposed to the glucose c- coming from carbs. Right. And, and more of the fats than anything else. Right. Um, and so I do remember when, when um, Amber, uh, she is a colleague and a friend of mine, uh, I remember when she did talk about some of the things that she will do uh, as she's not the strictest uh, in, in the carnivore eating lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, virgin olive oils, um, uh, 100% cacao uh, when it comes to dark chocolate. Uh, mm-hmm. She will, you know, dive into that a little bit. And there were a couple other things. Uh, coffee. Uh, she has coffee and, and, and the strictest card of our eating lifestyles, they will not drink coffee because it is a bean and you're not allowed mm-hmm. to have beans in the carnivore diet. If, if you're following it in the strictest, you know, of nature. Uh, and so she does do those certain things. Um, and we're going to continue to bring her up because there's determining factors as to why she does this particular eating lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but, but let's talk about right now about what are the benefits. We talked about some of the great benefits of intermittent fasting. Let's talk about this. Let's, we talked about the peanut butter. Let's talk about the chocolate. Let's talk yeah. about the other half here. What is, what are some of the benefits of the carnivore diet? And if you can remember from those shows, not that long ago, um, you're not really taking in any bad carbohydrates at all. Not you're you're actually not taking in any bad carbohydrates, right. if if any carbohydrates at all, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that could be that could actually be a benefit, folks. It really can. And I don't know that I really need to go into why is it uh, a good thing not to take in cake and chips and pretzels and mashed potatoes and and, and so I mean that should and, and you know bread and it, we've talked a lot about why that's not good for you. Uh, and why if you are taking that in, that should be extreme moderation. So that's one good thing about carnivore is you're not really eating any of that at all, um, which obviously will help you to achieve fat adaptation much easier. Uh, and again, we've talked about fat ad- adaptation in, in other shows and why it's important for your body to be able to achieve fat adaptation where your body is able to understand and recognize what fuel sources you have introduced to it and you're eating. Um, and it can immediately switch from one fuel source energy burning uh, process to the other with the snap of a finger. If it's glucose that you have when you ingest it, it's glucose that's going to burn. However, it can immediately 
change over into its fat adaptation and adapt to burning the fat that you're ingesting. And when you have depleted yourself of that and you have depleted yourself of glucose and glycogen stores, it can burn stored body fat and reduce hunger issues. That is what is beautiful about it. It's not that same type of hunger feeling when you are fat adapted. Meaning when you eat sugar, your body, when you're done eating sugar, says, we want more sugar, and we want more sugar, and we want more glucose, and we want more. And when you are able to become fat adapted, all right, and we explained this process on how to do it, all right, slow and steady wins the race in that process, your body is satiated, all right, and so therefore is burning fat, and you don't have that same, that same mental awareness of Oh my goodness, I'm hungry. Oh my goodness, I'm hungry. When actually you're not, which is what happens when your body's running off of glucose because of the amount of carbohydrates you're taking it, good or bad. Make sense, Joe? Yeah, it makes sense. And, and this is something that we've talked about. Uh, the, the, the term is metabolic flexibility. Yes. Where your body is able to go between fat and glucose, uh, you know, like you said, in the, in the snap of a finger, because if you're taking in only fats, um, then it knows to use that as its fuel source. And if you start to take in glucose in any form, hopefully we're going to say good carbs. Yeah. Uh, it will go ahead and use that instead. Yeah. And, you know, and, and moving on using what Joe just said, uh, moving on to, let's say, for example, type two diabetics. Um, this is a process you can go through. Obviously you have to be working with your doctor, with your nutritionist to understand how to slowly eliminate these sugary foods, how to slowly, you should actually be eliminating those anyway, if you're a type two mm -hmm. diabetic. Uh, but, but certain foods that you, your doctor may normally tell you that, that they would like you to eat, um, you know, like fruits and vegetables, uh, and so on and so forth. If you're weaning your way off of those or eating those more in moderation than in that four to six servings a day that, that they like to see. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty cool way to rid yourself through medical advice of your doctor, you know, your practitioner, uh, of your, of your meds, of the things you've been taking and get yourself out of being a type two diabetic. Uh, and it's happened on thousands and thousands of occasions now with type two diabetics. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. Yeah. All right. Spoken from a person who's gone through this. Now. And and let me tell you something, too. And this almost sounds like I'm about to speak out of the other side of my mouth here. It's like, well, hold on a second. Uh, listen, you know, again, different things work for different people. OK. Yes. And so what we're saying, again, this is just an idea. This is a a a, a possible avenue for folks um, recently or over the past year. I eat carbs. I, I intermittent fast, but, um, I don't do it to its strictest form. Um, you know, I eat a very balanced, uh, uh, meal. I have, uh, veggies and I, I actually have the mashed potatoes and I have the sweet potatoes and they're not roasted. Um, you know, I, or I'm sorry, they are roasted. They're not, they're not boiled. And, and we had talked about that in the past. Yes. I eat these foods and yet because of my routine, because of my body, the way that I, you know, whatever it is, uh, my body deals with these things differently than, say, somebody who's, uh, you know, going through the, being a, a type two diabetic. OK, uh, mm -hmm. where they, they've they've got to kind of wean themselves off more towards these healthier foods. Uh, what I'm saying is, is now my blood sugar, my A1C, everything is perfect. My cholesterol is phenomenal. My, uh, you know, my HDL is the best it's been for oh, over a decade. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my blood pressure was a huge thing. Uh, something we'll talk about in a future show with uh, sodium intake. That's an eye opener. Um, you know, and, and so even though I'm almost doing what sounds like the opposite of everything we're saying, I'm still reaping a lot of the reward because I'm still um, keeping in mind the principles behind all of this stuff, the very thing. So what I'm trying to say is, is, even though we're saying this, I don't want people on the other end listening and thinking, oh, man, they're telling me I got to do this and this and this and, this, and I got to intermittent fast, but do keto. But then I have to, uh, you know, do yoga 30 minutes, uh, four times a week. And then listen, you'll never do everything we're saying. Mm -hmm. You got to take the bits and pieces and see how they adapt, how they fit to you. You have okay. to work, and, yeah. and unfortunately, you, Joe. Let me let me say this, okay? I don't mm -hmm. mean to interrupt you. Here's the bottom line: everything you're saying right there, I think, could be summed up just like this, okay? You have to listen. If you're if if they're listening to this show right now and they're mm -hmm. saying all that stuff that you're saying, they might be saying they're not listening to this show. 
they they meaning they're not listening to our podcast. Right. They've clicked on this show and have immediately said, I'm not going to do this because these guys are saying this is exactly what I have to do. They obviously have not followed the journey. Mm -hmm. They're in the middle of episode 38 or so now, 39 if you count the if you count the uh, season two preview. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, they have not followed the journey and don't realize that all we are doing here is giving just another option. Um, and, and that it is impossible, as you just said, to do every single thing that you see and every single thing that you listen to, that your trainer tells you, that your doctor tells you, that your best friend who's in the best shape of their life tells you, you're not going to do that. You've got to do the work to find out how to be the best you, not the best everybody else. And, and, and so we're just giving you options. That's all. That's all this is, is an option. Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. All these are possible avenues yeah. and you have to see how they all apply to you. There are certain things that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not, doesn't take away from the validity of, of what we're saying. Um, <clears throat> but there's a certain way that I do it that may not be to the T <laughs> of yeah. what we're saying, you know, right. I have to, I have to, uh, uh modify. And yeah. I think that's really what it's all about. So, but anyways, okay. So moving yeah. on, because this could be quite a bit, uh, yeah. hearing intermittent fasting and carnivore and right. Really. If this is somebody who just clicked on this show, it's like, Whoa, well, a lot of I, I can tell you that I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I really mean this folks. If you're somebody who's clicking on this show first, this is overwhelming for you. You need to really go to somewhere in the beginning of Two Brothers, One Mike, season one, and follow the journey. You those, really do. At yeah. the very least, those links that will be in the description. Yeah, or at the very least. But mm -hmm. it's it's the reason why it's just so good to, to follow the journey. I mean, if you're following a podcast, then follow the podcast. Right. Uh, so there's that. But some of the other benefits, um, I digress, is – uh, the, we, we said about the no bad carb intake and we talked about, you know, just giving, uh, type two diabetics an example of how they can eliminate that, uh, from their lifestyle, uh, or el eliminate that disease from their life. Um, clean protein intake is huge, uh, on the carnivore diet, grass fed, grass finished mm -hmm. meat. And we talked all about that in the, in the carnivore diet show, uh, carnivore eating lifestyle. Uh, many people in studies, many people, and we're talking in the thousands now. All right. If you look at the studies have claimed a slew of extra energy in their everyday ventures. So, so we're not talking about a couple people. We're talking about thousands of people who have been on the carnivore diet who talk about this extra energy that they have in their workouts, in their daily adventures, everything that they're doing, okay, whether it's work, whether it's play, they are finding themselves having this extra energy level that they love, that they've been able to tap into. And, you know, and other benefits that we talked about already were the things of the body no longer demanding sugar as its primary source of fuel. I just said that a few minutes ago. And about being satiated. Carnivore makes you feel full. Now, does it make you feel full right away? I did not say this. No, it does not. You have to slowly pull yourself away from the body desiring glucose intake. Uh, oh, plethora. If I could say that, uh, meaning that a ton of glucose is needed because of your Western style eating way of life. And so you have to slowly break away from that. And if you're going into carnivore, you have to slowly make that process take place before you get to that point where satiation is there. And no longer does the body say, I need more sugar. I need more sugar. I need more sugar. So when you do that, it makes intermittent fasting so much easier to do. There we go. The chocolate bar just fell in the peanut butter, Joe. Mm -hmm. uh, it's less challenging. And again, again, we're not saying this is what you have to do. And we're not saying this is what we do. We're saying that this is another avenue. We've we, we always tell you guys what we do. We, we, we talk about it all the time. We talk about our flaws. We talk about the way we go. Joe will tell you straight up and in anger at times tell you <laughs> why he won't do certain things. So we're giving you, though, examples so that you don't have to do as much research. That's all. How do we yeah. combine these two eating lifestyles? Uh, did I interrupt you there? Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, right yeah. off the rip, I can tell you this isn't for me. There's no pizza. I mean. <laughs> yeah, you and that pizza. I mean, uh, oh, no, when you're my... from, let's, folks, when you're from Northeast Ohio, let me tell you guys something real quick here, and I don't want my ADD to kick in too bad here. Uh, all you people in Chicago and New York, you may turn this show off and never listen to us again, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Your pizza is not better than than Northeast Ohio. In Youngstown, Ohio, there's a reason why people leave and then they order the pizza to be delivered to them via who, whoever's going to freeze it and send it to them, uh, mm -hmm. Federal Express or UPS. Uh, 
you do not understand pizza until you come to Youngstown, Ohio. And if you think I'm joking with you, you come on here, you come here, you get a hotel room, you give me a call, and we're going to go have some pizza. We'll go to two or three different places every day for the weekend. And I guarantee you, you will not go back to Chicago or New York and think your pizza is better than ours. Nope. How's that? <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're going to leave that right there. I'm getting tired of that. Oh, New York-style pizza. Okay. Anyway, as you can see, Youngstown people don't like that. We get We get offended. Anyway, all right. So – how do we combine these two eating lifestyles, not pizza eating, these two lifestyles, carnivore and intermittent fasting? First, we need to realize what the research has found in both. It has found digestion processes being so much easier in both. It has found an increase in mental clarity. And I'm going to say this real quick, okay? There's a neurotransmitter that increases alertness in your brain. There's going to be some words in this particular show that um, I don't want to go down this thing with all these words, okay? But it's called orexin, okay? That's the name of this neurotransmitter, uh, orexin, O-R-E-X-I-N. And if you say that word three times too fast, this show could become a show about urology. So you have to be careful with how you say that, <laughs> right? Right? So we have to watch ourselves there. O-R-E-X-I-N neurotransmitter that increases alertness in the brain, right? It also increases meaning, meaning these processes of intermittent fasting and the carnivore diet. It also increases BDNF. And what that is, I'm not going to try and I'm not going to bother pronouncing the entire name. It's an acronym, BDNF. It's a brain growth hormone. All right, we'll leave it at that. It creates new connections in the brain. This is extremely important to understand. When on the carnivore diet and intermittent fasting, studies have shown that an increase in BDNF allows for more connections to be created in the brain, which increases higher levels of intelligence and memory, possibly to help with diseases such as Alzheimer's and depression. We could even throw in Parkinson's. We can throw in dementia, things of that nature. This is where the studies are leading, okay? It's not something that they've just started looking at. This is something over decades that they've been finding. So we're not saying it's not it, – more research needs done. But when it comes to that, it's extremely important to understand that when you're talking about orexin and when you're talking about BDNF and you're talking about the increases in these neurotransmitters, in these uh, brain growth hormones that allow us to have – higher intellectual levels and, and memory gain instead of memory loss and helps us to lower the percentages in terms of these diseases of the brain, like Alzheimer's and depression. Why wouldn't you think about maybe this is the road I want to take? I don't think I said anything there when combining these two that would be a problem for anybody. I don't think anybody would stand up and say, Joe, man, I was kind of hoping to go into depression and have Alzheimer's. I, so, uh, so I'm going to skip these two. Again, we did not say as long as you eat steak, fish, shrimp, salmon, and eggs, you will never have to worry about dementia. That's not what we just said. We said we can help, okay, not we, but by eating this eating lifestyle of a carnivore with intermittent fasting, either separately or combined, you can help through the research showing to decrease the chances of gaining all right, or creating these diseases for yourself. That's really, all we said. Really, as, as we age, we're, we're, we want a higher protein in, in our diet anyways. Yes. Uh, just to help with with uh, uh, muscle loss. You know, Which we're going to talk about that, actually, in a few seconds, I would say. Okay. Uh, but And that's great, though. I love when that happens because, you know, it just, we mention it and then we just get into it. But one more thing when combining these two, and this is huge, when we talk about lower inflammation, Less oxidative stress on the body, healthier cells. Everybody's looking for lower inflammation. It's one of the biggest reasons, if you can remember when we, inter when we interviewed Amber, it's the, one of the biggest reasons she went into the carnivore diet. Her body does not process fruits and vegetables um, to her benefit, right? Her body causes a lot of uh, – she has a lot of problems with IBS when she eats those type of foods. So those foods are told – you know, they're spoken to us as the healthiest, Right. You have to eat your broccoli. You have to eat your apples. You have to eat your berries. You have to, and and we're, it's beaten into us. And there are a lot of 
there are a lot of benefits to, to fruits and vegetables. But for some people, or should I say thousands and thousands of people like Amber, mm-hmm. as she was explaining, it can cause a lot of different problems with your gut biome. It can cause a lot of problems in your intestinal tracts. And you can suffer from things like IBS as she does. And so she has to get away from that type of inflammation and less oxidative stress on her body. And that's why she went with the carnivore diet as she experimented with it while she was on vacation, I believe, in Florida and never turned back from it going into two years now, going into three years now, actually. So that is one big reason why I say try the carnivore diet if you have these problems. All right. Um, Here's a quick research fact, Joe. Intermittent fasting, this is a fact, can increase metabolic rate, and this is through thousands and thousands of research articles, it can increase metabolic rate by up to 14% and can cause weight loss up to 8% within six months' time when you first start. All right. Uh, It could reduce your waist circumference by up to 7% over a short period of time. So if I had to like think about this real quick, if you're 200 pounds Mm. and you wanted to get down into the upper 160s within a six month time period, you could do this. Right. 14% reduction in metabolic rate and an 8%, um, it can cause up to an 8% uh, weight loss in six months. So my bad. In one year's time, you can get up into the 160s is what mm-hmm. I wanted to say. So 200-pound person in 12 months' time when doing intermittent fasting, all right, you can, and I guarantee you making it even easier if you're on the carnivore diet, you can be into the upper 160s within one year with a 7%, a 7% reduction in the circumference of your waist, which is where adipose tissue loves to hang out. Yep. Um, and so – there's that, all right? There's our quick research fact. Just and, and, and here's here's another huge benefit when combining these two. We've already talked about this. We've talked about, and, and here's where people get worried, Joe, about muscle loss. Oh, my body's going to wither away. My body's going to eat muscle. Folks, your body's not going to eat muscle. Your body's not stupid. Your body, body has other things it wants to eat for energy before it even thinks about eating muscle tissue, all right? So... Listen to me. Increase in testosterone and an increase in human human growth hormone is inevitable when doing both of these together. Promoting muscle gain, not loss. When you're increasing testosterone and you're increasing one of the most important hormones in your body, which is HGH, that is a promotion for muscle gain, not loss. Carnivore provides us with the proteins necessary to help in this muscle repair and growth process all while promoting lower insulin spikes and stored fat burning as the primary source of energy. And that is what's being used by the body for your other systems functioning, for for repair and exercising, as I said earlier. So the overall conclusion is this, and and these conclusions, we've got plenty to say in this conclusion. Eating carnivore reduces insulin resistance. And we know from other shows, that is a great thing. And when combined with intermittent fasting can increase insulin sensitivity times two, which is what we want. You want your body to be insulin sensitive. You do not want it to be insulin resistant. All the other aforementioned benefits fall into place with both combined as well. From the promotion of autophagy, And there's going to be a show, Joe, that we're going to do where it's going to be nothing but talking about autophagy. Uh, But we have mentioned in other shows, which is uh, simply put, boy, I I hate to get into so much detail about autophagy, but let's just call it cellular repair. The body's ability to eat old cells by newer cells to make them bigger and stronger. Can we just leave it at that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we talk about autophagy. We talk about cognitive function. We just got done really talking about that a minute ago, reducing inflammation. We just got done talking about that. And the list goes on. But there are questions and concerns. And we have addressed these in other shows. So let's address them to a certain point again, but let's not get into detail to the point where this show is two hours long. Again, Joe is putting the links to the other shows that would be extremely beneficial to strengthen what this show is all about in the description of the podcast. Here's a question 
that a lot of people ask. And I think we asked the same question. Matter of fact, Joe, you really asked this question, uh, not only on our carnivore show that we did together, but in the interview with Amber. Vitamin C, does it become deficient in us when we just stick with the carnivore diet on intermittent fasting? And what about fiber? Let's stick, let's go with that one first, shall we? As far as fiber goes. So, Joe, I have an idea because we have heard the fiber story from two different sides, Mm -hmm. right? And once we get into video along with audio right now, obviously everybody knows this. The show is just audio, uh, which I love, but I really, really can't wait till it becomes video down, you know, in the, in the future. When we do that, a round table, if you will, where we can have a constructive argument amongst our peers, all right, the people that we've had on this show, where we could talk about fiber or no fiber. How important is it or how unimportant is it? I think that'd be a great thing to do, right? Because here's the problem. There's studies out there that say we need 30 to 35 grams of fiber daily to improve our, our LDL cholesterol for one. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I I am a person who believes that. All right. But but there's other studies out there that show that fiber does not improve our health, so to speak, in terms of, of our, our bowels, okay, which is really, you know, that's what everybody equates fiber to outside the medical community, outside of um, exercise, nutritionists, and so on and so forth. Everybody says fiber, oh, go to the bathroom. That's why I need to go to the bathroom. I need to eat my fiber. Um, it improves the frequency of our, our bowels or what some studies are showing. It does not improve our LDL cholesterol, all right? That is what these studies are showing. So you go to the bathroom more, but the consistency of what you're delivering is not showing that you are healthier, so to speak. So it's not a quality, it's just a quantity. And so there's an argument there, right? This, the jury says this, when, when doing carnivore and intermittent fasting, this is what they say. You do not need the fiber to go because you don't go nearly as much because you're not bloated anymore and you're not constipated. So, and, and Amber brought this up in the show and she, she gave a really, she gave a good argument, uh, a a one that's hard to argue with actually. Um, she said just what I just pointed out. And so why fiber is good to improve your LDL, but not good to improve the quality of your bowel health. So that's an argument, right? I, I, that's something I think would be interesting to, to, to hash out in a round table, maybe give everyone boxing gloves, see what happens. <laughs> um, uh, and, and so you definitely want to go video there. Uh, and boy, that would be a great show. We probably have 10,000 viewers of that show. But, um, so, so basically folks, the jury's out on, on fiber right now. And, and I think that's something that we're going to get into and we're going to really start to talk about how important is fiber. And that came to my mind after how contradicting all these studies are. So that being said, again, we talked about vitamin C. Vitamin C would be harder to get from your food if you're on a carnivore diet and doing intermittent fasting as well. That definitely is true. Um, Foods like liver and salmon possibly would have vitamin C in them. I don't know how much liver and salmon you're going to eat though. Um, So... I, this is where I tell people I believe in a good multivitamin. I really do. Uh, one that's rich in vitamin C, absolutely. And I say yes to the multivitamin because not only that, but let's think about this also, Joe. When we cook our foods, right, when we grill them up and then mm-hmm. we heat them up the next day in the microwave, we lose nutrients, right? We right. lose some nutritional value to that particular food, that yeah, that particular fish, that particular piece of meat, even even our carbohydrates. You boil vegetables, you lose some nutritional value. Then the next day you heat them up in the microwave, you lose even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, leftovers are not as nutritional as the initial meal that you cook. So, so I can understand a, a concern there with vitamin C and why I suggested multivitamin. But then I come up on a study that says that glucose – and vitamin C have basically the same biochemical makeup. So glucose is naturally made by the body, Joe, correct? Right. 
Right. And, and, and we know that, you know, people are sitting there right now saying, if you're following the journey with the show, you're saying, wait a second, you guys said, um, when it comes to glucose, you are intermittent fasting and now you're adding the carnivore diet, which means you're taking in very little carbohydrates, which means glucose is going to be depleted from your diet. Um, so therefore you're going to have really no glucose in your body whatsoever. And, and, and yada, 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 in the words of Elaine, uh, on Seinfeld, but we'll, we'll stop you right there because there's that one word that although we begin to deplete our bodies of glucose, there's that one word, Joe. And what is that word? Gluconeogenesis. Yes. Gluconeogenesis, which is the body's ability to create glucose in its need for glucose because we still need glucose. The brain needs glucose. The body needs glucose. We just don't need as much glucose as our Western diet provides us. And so if we're going to have glucose in our body and in terms of biochemical makeup, the glucose and vitamin C have basically the same one. Are we saying that glucose can possibly provide the same benefits as vitamin C? I don't know. I don't know. This is where I have to go. Hmm. Uh, it's it's that that is interesting. I, I don't know that I I have to I have to do more research on that. Uh, I don't think even if it does, I still think that a good multivitamin is the way I would go in terms of getting my vitamin C uh, and so on and so forth. We talk about muscle loss as we you know continue down this road of concerns, and I think we've already pointed this out, Joe. Right. Mm-hmm. Thousands on the carnivore diet alone in interviews have claimed an increase in muscle growth and better energy expenditure during their workouts. So if you have better energy expenditure and your muscles are growing and they're repairing after a vigorous workout on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, then it's obvious that just because you are intermittent fasting and not eating for 16 hours. If you do a 16 and eight Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, uh, or maybe you do it every day, or maybe you do a 20 and four on Monday and Friday. And once a month you do a 36 hour fast. There is no set way. You have to find the way that helps you to lose stored body fat and gain lean muscle tissue. You have to do that work. Uh, and if that's, if that happens, then that shouldn't be an issue, uh, in my own personal opinion. So last but not least in this particular, we have questions. Can we never eat carbs at all because it would cause our goals to do a 180? So here's my professional opinion on that. Number one, number one, you're doing this particular eating lifestyle for a reason. If you think about Amber's reason when she did her interview, Her reason was because of how toxic carbohydrates are to her body. Sometimes in foods that we claim to be very beneficial to us in terms of nutrition. So if if you are not eating carbohydrates because of IBS, right? Because of ulcerative colitis, because of uh, you you name it, any type of any type of disease that causes problems within the intestines and the stomach. if you're not doing if you're doing the carnivore diet with intermittent fasting because of that, you shouldn't be eating carbs anyway. Because if you're introducing carbs constantly, just a little bit every day, and saying, "Well, I'm only introducing 50 to 60 grams of carbohydrates," if you're still having those, you know, IBS problems and things of that nature, then you shouldn't be eating carbs anyway. So that should be out the door. And the reason why you're doing this particular eating lifestyle that we're talking about today when combining carnivore and intermittent fasting is because you're trying to get away from carbohydrates anyway, right? That being said, what I think Joe will agree on is what we do. I don't do the carnivore eating lifestyle. Joe does not do it. The reason why is because we like carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean that we like donuts? Yeah, we do. Um, Does that mean we eat donuts every day? No. It means more so, folks, that we want to have asparagus with our meal. That means that we want to have broccoli with our meal. That means that we want to have a sweet potato every now and then. That means that if every third Friday of the month is pizza night at the house, we want to have pizza night at the house. That that so so what we're saying is. It's not for us 
we introduce the carbohydrates in in moderation and it works for us. It does not make us do a complete 180. Everybody's different, but I can guarantee you that anybody who follows the eating lifestyle that Joe follows or that I follow will tell you that you can do that and not do a 180. You can have these carbohydrates if they don't cause problems like they do for Amber. You can have these carbohydrates in moderation, extreme moderation at times, and not worry about your body doing a complete 180 and your LDLs being horrible and your HDLs being horrible and your your you know your sugar levels being ridiculous and and your overall triglycerides being ridiculous, your blood pressure being through the roof. You don't have to worry about that as long as what would you say, Joe? 85 to 90 percent of the time, you're eating the right way. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you one of the things that we talked about even when it comes to carbs, uh, bread is you know like this huge no-no in most eating lifestyles uh and yeah, i like my ezekiel uh, ezekiel three four is that it I, I i don't know you talk to me about it all the time i've only had sampled ezekiel bread several times i've never really i don't eat a lot of bread when i do i eat a rye is that mm-hmm. is it great for me it's not it's not but i only eat uh a slice every other day maybe uh sometimes i don't eat bread the whole week I try to stay away from it altogether, but yeah. if See, I, I, yeah, I, 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 oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm like, I'm like a, like a, a third grader. I, I like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I'll use almond butter with jelly and I'll slice up a banana, which I mean, it, you know, if you get to the, if you get to the, like the uh, uh, strictest uh, uh, forms of all these things, you find out the banana lo and behold is probably not the healthiest fruit. Uh, you know, the, um, uh, uh, the bread has seeds, which have that, uh, that God awful lectin in, in them. Um, and then of course it's, it's bread. So people will say, well, that's bad. And again, yeah. this goes full circle. What we were talking about before everything works differently for everyone. Now I have that sandwich every day. I yeah. have it. That is my three o'clock afternoon with a kiwi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is, that is what I eat every day. Um, and again, lo and behold, it's not having any negative impact on uh, blood work, weight, weight gain, um, uh, muscle gain. Uh, it's doing nothing negative to me. Now, now that said, the first time I step on or I, I get some blood work back and it's looking like things are getting a little a little hairy for me. Yeah, that's probably one of the first things I'll, I'll see if that's making a difference. Yeah. But at the same time, here we are again, we're, we're saying, you know, Different things work for different people. It depends on on your need. If I had the issues like uh, Amber had as far as gut health and and uh, uh, the impact that fiber has on me, mm-hmm. well, no, I, I I would totally I would grasp uh, uh, the carnivore diet. You know, both arms right. wide open. You know? And that's why we're giving. There's people out there. There's thousands of people out there with the same situation. Sure. sure. So we're trying to get. You know, we're trying to reach those people, um, and and we're trying to reach everybody actually. But let's do let's do something to to, to you know head off into the abyss as i always call it here today and we call it we're going to call it the bottom line uh and it's just something extra to add to this uh i want to talk a little bit about um mitochondria real quick and i'm going to show you how it relates to this show today okay Mm -hmm. and again folks i don't want to get so far into detail i'm going to i'm going to keep this in layman's terms as much as possible um but i'm a big fan of mitochondria and we all should be uh if ever you want to research it All you have to do is Google it and learn a little bit about these little organelles. Uh, They're found in cells in the thousands, in the hundreds, in the thousands. One cell contains thousands of mitochondria. And a lot of people will say, well, what's the primary function of it? And it's to create energy, listen, in the form of ATP. Now, if you listen to the last couple of shows on creatine, your eyes lit up. Mm -hmm. This is why... We keep saying you have to follow the journey. There's a reason why our shows go in a certain direction. And, and so if you know, understand what ATP is, all right, adenosine triphosphate, right? If you understand what ATP is, it is that molecule that helps us function. It helps our muscles contract. It helps our body move, walking, picking up a spoon, picking up our luggage, lifting free weights, doing pull-ups, doing push-ups, any motion we make, moving the lawnmower, ATP is involved in the cell and the mitochondria, all right, help to create energy in the form of this ATP. And how they do it is by breaking down what we are fueling our body with, whether it's carbs or whether it's fatty acids. It will take those carbs, it will take those fatty acids, break it down 
into energy, into the form of ATP to allow our bodies to move, to allow our muscles to contract. Now, you're sitting there going, what the hell does that have to do with this show? Here's the thing about mitochondria, folks. They love less food rather than more food. Let me be very specific here. Slightly less. Not, not starve myself for 21 days and don't eat anything. I mean slightly less. So, for example, if you're doing the OMAD, which is a form of intermittent fasting, ladies and gentlemen, who have not listened to those shows yet, it's one meal a day. It's where you don't eat for 23 hours and then you eat one meal. Or, and I, I say OMAD because we're going to do a show, Joe, OMAD versus TMAD, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. all about this. But uh, we, can even take, we can even take other ones, 18 and 6, 18 hours of no eating followed by a six-hour eating window, a fed state. It's that first meal. That makes me nervous, okay? So if you're doing intermittent fasting with the carnivore diet and you're doing an 18-6 and you're doing it on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, well, why? Is that, is that what you have to do? No, I just give, I'm just giving you an example. You can do it however you want, whatever works for you. On Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, after you break that fast, you come out of that 18-hour eating window and you break your fast, what do we have a problem with sometimes, Joe? We eat. Uh, we gorge Mm -hmm. way too much food to break the fast. Well, what are you supposed to eat? Well, you need to listen to that show. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to go into detail. We've gone into so much detail on this show. We've literally almost done intermittent fasting all over again for you. You're going to have to go up the hill. We, we pushed you back up the hill, ladies and gentlemen, we're not carrying you go listen to these shows about intermittent fasting. So the process here is when you do that, your mitochondria do not like you, which is why, you're so sluggish and why you don't have the energy, why you don't have the cognitive function, the mental, cl- the, 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 the clarity, the, the, the alertness, the, uh, the energy levels to continue on when you eat and eat and eat a ton of food, especially when you're introducing food back into your body after, in this case, for example, an 18 hour window of not eating before you go back into your fed state, slow consumption in the carnivore intermittent fasting diet when you reintroduce food back in or for that matter into the keto intermittent fasting eating lifestyle as well so please that is something i wanted to add to this show to make you understand about breaking the fast so if you're intermittent fasting and doing any eating lifestyle a disclaimer you must be careful with how you introduce your food back in and we did a show on how to do that Listen to the podcast shows that Joe's going to introduce the links to in the description of this podcast right here. And make sure you follow that because mitochondria are on your team. You have to go ahead and make them happy. They like to be fed a little less instead of a little more. So be careful in how we reintroduce our food into that particular situation when breaking a fast. And I wanted to add that in at the end of the show today. Yeah, you know what? It's it's interesting that you say that because a lot of times what I would do is if I knew that there was a party or uh, a get together mm. or something like that. I know that, where you're going with this. I yeah. would definitely I would always fast right up to that yep. because then it was like, well, I've I've you know uh, I could eat all I want to now and and it's kind of funny because really next week that's what we're actually going to be talking about. Not so yeah. much with intermittent fasting, yeah, but how we 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 work around our eating lifestyle with social cues. Yes. Um, I know with me, I always have this, this, uh, uh, difficult time. And if I'm out and, and, you know, the cheeses come out or, you know, there's a glass or a bottle of wine or, you know, and, and then, and then it's all downhill. Cause once you get a couple glasses of, you know, and me, forget it. Uh, I just think, you know what, I've never I'll make up before. for this. Yeah, yeah. no, no. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it, 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 it becomes interesting. Um, but how we deal with it and, and why it's a thing. Anyhow, Tony, I'm sure maybe you have a couple examples you could even add there. Yeah. I'll give one example and then we'll let our, we'll let our listeners go for the, for today for today. Uh, if you, uh, it's something coming up and again, we're dating the show. If everybody out there is, uh, watching the playoffs right now or not the playoffs, it's not the playoffs yet. It is uh, week 17 in the NFL season. We're less than a month away from the Super Bowl, If I'm not mistaken, I think it's the first or second week of February. So maybe, maybe we're a little more than a month away, uh, here in 2022. Wow. I got to get used to saying that now, uh, 2022, but 
If you think about this, folks, you're going to go to a Super Bowl party. You're going to walk into the party. You may not even be hungry, but there's that ring sandwich. There's mm-hmm. 18 bowls of chips. There's that big cookie, and it's all dressed in green and yellow icing, and it says, <laughs> go, Pat, go, because the Green Bay Packers will be in the Super Bowl this year. And then you uh, – don't, don't argue with me on this. And then you cut the cookie, <laughs> and you're eating three or four slices of the cookie, and you're screaming at Aaron Rodgers. You're screaming at Devontae Adams. You're screaming at the entire team, and – you're you're eating and you're not even hungry but it's the social cue you're at an event you're at a sporting event it's automatic that your brain says to your body why don't you have food and drink in your hand and so that is what the show is about next week very good well until then i want to remind all of you be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service also if you have any questions comments thoughts or or opinions you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description and finally remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every wednesday morning and that's 9 a.m eastern standard time now on behalf of coach tony and myself thanks for listening hey hey, joe and i'll tell you this as we head off into the abyss uh, as i say that again um I'm starting to get more and more irritated when I think about it because I really was excited when I first was doing some research about that. How did those kids never look up and and see each other? I mean, come on. Is chocolate and peanut butter that good that you couldn't see where you were walking? And I believed it. I I believed it. I believed it. Whatever. I believed it.